0: Hello, and welcome to the Range Project Podcast. This is Chris McGrory, and I'm now officially a grad from Harvard, where I played on the baseball team and studied psychology and economics. And on this podcast, I'm looking to learn from those around me. I want to learn what my amazing guests do and how they do it. So I ask questions to get tips, tricks, tactics, plus mental frameworks so you and I can apply them in our own lives. And in this one, I sit down with my friend from Harvard, Matt Freeze, and I chat with him for a few minutes before his game last week. And that's because Matt is a goalkeeper on the major league soccer team, Philadelphia Union. Now, what's even cooler than just being on an MLS team is the fact that Matt grew up going to games, rooting for the Union, and playing on their academy team before coming to Harvard where he was the goalie for two years. And on top of playing for the Union, Matt represented the USA in the Olympic qualifying team. So. As you can guess, we talk about what it's like to represent your home city and even your country on the field. But the majority of our conversation centers around what he's learned and how he's changed since turning pro when he signed with the union two years ago. And what I'm going to steal and think about for my own life is the advice he got from his teammate and the best goalie in the league, Andre Blake, who told Matt, quote, Rome wasn't built in a day. And with that, we have fun talking about how that commitment to the long view guides how Matt goes about his business from nutrition to recovery to training and everything in between. But before we rock, I do wanna say that the audio quality in this one is a little less than perfect. And that's because Matt was on his pre-game walk around DC when we were able to connect. So if you can get beyond the occasional background noise, I hope you have some fun listening to Matt and learning what he's learned in reflecting on his two years as a professional athlete. So with that said, please enjoy Matt Freeze.
1: One, two, three, do it!
0: Matt, man, how you doing? I'm good, dude, thanks for having me on. Absolutely, and can you tell everybody where are you calling from right now?
1: Uh, calling from DC. Uh, just chilling at the hotel. Uh, we have a game later at seven o'clock tonight against TCU United. Um, so just getting getting rested and, and ready to to get a win. And
0: maybe let's start there. Like on a on a game day, what does a typical game day for you look like? If you have a night game, seven o'clock start. I mean, say um say it's a home game where you have more time.
1: Yeah, let's say home game. I wake up, chill, have my coffee, and then uh, usually I like to get a little homework, a little bit of homework done. Actually, love on that game day. Just gets gets your mind off the game, like relaxes you a little bit. Is the whole, I mean, at that point. Like we were just talking about, you know, all the all the work is done, and you're just you just want to be in the right mindset for the game, and, and then chill, watch a movie or something, go for a walk, uh, and then have pick up an acai bowl on the way to the stadium.
0: Love that for um, you.
1: Do yeah, I do that every every game and then get to the stadium probably 4 30 for a seven o'clock game and then just get into it
0: dang yeah all right and so what is your um so acai Bold is your your game day go-to do you have any other my, kind of my go-to any other rituals that you have game day or just in general
1: not really to be honest um i wouldn't say it's a ritual more just like you know, I really love Asadi bowls. So, <laughs> get your body so, feeling good. Yeah. Get my body feeling good. I have a little bit, a little bit of enjoyment before the game. And then not too many rituals, to be honest. I think I was used to, you know, when I was in, in school and when I was in high school and stuff, I was pretty ritualistic. Um, did the same thing every game day. And then just kind of realized it made me a little bit tense and, and, uh, like tight by the time we got to the game. So, you know, now I'm just kind of focused on chilling out and and being a little more fluid with it if that makes sense
0: yeah that's funny because that's almost the opposite of what you'd think or at least what i would think like oh now it's now you're professional you like becomes like a job how has how has your thinking about soccer changed if at all like once you went from amateur collegiate to like quote unquote like turning pro like did you have a mindset shift
1: well i mean i think the first year i kind of tried to take it in the same way that I took the college season, um, you know, it's a, I took it as a sprint, trying to do everything perfect. And and then my biggest issue then was like, you know, I actually went from a three-month college season to a 10-month pro season. And so I think what I realized that year was, you know, you can't be totally locked in for 10 months um, and, and, and be too strict on yourself. You know, you have to realize that. A 10-month season is, is, a, is a marathon, not a sprint. Uh, so I kind of changed a few things accordingly and and made sure that I had other things in my life and, and made sure that I was, you know, like I was just saying, stayed staying food with it on game days and, and everything like that. So then, you know, you you by the end of the season, come October, November, um, when you're nine, 10 months in, you're still enjoying it and you're still, um, you know, mentally and emotionally kind of ready to give it your all.
0: Right, and what are those like? Does anything come to mind that you can think of that was like a big shift, or maybe even a a small shift? I
1: mean, yeah, and like in the locker room, I would always do. uh, I mean, in the weight room, on the field, I'll always force myself to do you know extra, and I still do a lot of extra and put in a lot of extra work. But I think I kind of overdid it my first year Mm. Uh, again because I was used to a three-month season and in 3 months you can you know you can force your body to with with you know withhold it and, and stand for so many extra reps but when you expand it to 10 11 months with no off no no off days you really need to manage the load a little differently and and realize that you know durability is is really important for uh, for the professional game
0: yeah and i'm thinking like all right. So I just ended my college career. And now it's like, usually you're training and you just grind your way through, like you said, like a three month season. Baseball is like maybe that long. And you yeah. can just like push your body, push your body. And now that I'm like, kind of not an athlete, I'm like, damn, I, I kind of want to feel good, like all year round, right? Like, yeah. like yeah. Uh, I don't want to be drilling my body into the ground. So what do I mean? You're always big in college a few years ago, but I mean, once you turn pro, like Dude, you're you're extra big. Is there anything (laughs) on the training and nutrition or recovery piece that's like a change from college to pro? I think the
1: big change was just the nutrition thing. I mean, I always like lifted a lot and and I was pretty strong, but I think you know when I left school, it was a little bit easier to eat healthy, Mm. uh, just because you know I wasn't going to the cafeteria every day. Uh, I kind of can make my own food, or it's pretty easy to just you know stop by. Uh, sweet grain or something like that and grab a salad uh, for dinner uh, and and breakfast and lunch and everything is provided to us at the stadium and it's all, you know, really healthy food. So I think it's just definitely a little bit easier to be healthy ever since I left school. Um, So nutrition was a big factor. And I think the other, you know, the other piece is you know, the obvious one of, you know, when you leave college, you're not, you're obviously not going out as much. You're not drinking as much, obviously. And so I think that that was, you know, a, a big factor for me as well, just because I started, you know, surrounding myself with, with my teammates who, who obviously were now living, a, who now living the same lifestyle as I was, um, you know, working every day. And, you know, there's not, much, there's not much going out. And so I think that that was a big factor in it all as well. Just, you know, sleeping right, taking care of your body. And so I think it was just a little bit easier to be done, uh, you know, wh- when I left the college setting
0: yeah how much sleep you get a night
1: dude i sleep a lot i try to sleep i try to sleep like nine ten hours a yes. night right now
0: dude that is Which like is crazy. That, that is the pro athlete wave like i hear yep. so many interviews and i mean like there's like the news story like lebron sleeps like 12 hours a night and nadal yeah. sleeps 12 hours. like i don't know if i buy that but damn nine ten hours yeah you're gonna be you're gonna be able to uh be able to recover with that that's awesome
1: yeah exactly it's it's huge too just because I like my sleep. You know, it's 10 o'clock. I put on a movie and I pass out. It's yep. Easy.
0: Love that for <laughs> you. All right. So you're putting fuel in your body. You're sleeping to recover. And then you mentioned like you're surrounded by dudes who are like, I guess, also living this lifestyle. And I was like, in my research, I was looking like the other goalkeepers on Union are like you have you're playing with like the number one pick do i have that right and then yeah like a so, 32 a 32 year old like dad with like a wife and kids like yeah, so tell yeah, me like what is pretty crazy. what is that like and is there anything like what have you learned from playing with those dudes cuz i got to imagine they're a pretty good influence yeah
1: yeah i mean i think that you know probably for me right now it's a little frustrating cuz i'm not getting too much playing time but right i mean i'm i'm behind the kind of unquestioned uh, best, best goalie in the league. Right. Someone, someone who's probably a top 10 goalie in the world. And so I, it, on one end, it's a little frustrating, but on the other end, it's it's really just a busting in disguise, learning under him, stuff like that. Uh, you know, in the long run, I know it's going to be huge for my development. Um, so he and he's 30 and then the other goalkeeper is uh, 32, 33. And uh, like you said, they're both married. They both have two kids. And so it's, um, you know, it's really just wild you know, two of, my, two of my best friends right now are 30 and 32 years <laughs> old. So, yeah, but, but, but again, it's really a blessing in disguise just because they're really focused and they're really um, you know, experienced. They're both, they're both men in the league for at this point, you know, 8 to 10 years each and so, uh, you know, I think the whole organization's goal for me is to, is to really learn from them and soak mm. up as much information and experience as I can um, so that, you know, when I do get that chance uh, I'm more ready for it and and uh, you know, not often does a twenty two year old like myself get to learn from two guys that are experienced as they are. So it's really a blessing in disguise and it's helped me out a lot on and off the field. Uh, you know, mature on the field and mature and, you know, develop as a person off the field as well.
0: Yeah, that's well, number one, that's an awesome like way to look at it because a lot of young professional athletes could be kind of bitter, like towards their teammates who might be older and better but no you're saying like no man like hey i got i got these two free coaches that are the best in the game are there any any like specific lessons that you can think of that they've taught you either like directly or indirectly through just kind of like seeing how they go about their business anything come to mind
1: yeah, I mean, there's no doubt about it. Uh, Andre, who's the starter, he's definitely been a big influence on me. And as far as like the you know the durability stuff that I was talking about, um, he's someone who who really uh, doesn't overdo it every day. You know, the the phrase he told me my first year when I was going through a bunch of injuries. You know, he was he kept saying, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. Mm. That really has you know sunk in for me. Um, you know, like I was saying, this is his ninth year in the league and. He's now, you know, as as I was saying, you know, widely regarded as the best in the league, and you know that didn't happen for him. His first year it took him several years to become that good and and learn everything. And so, um, from him, I've really just learned a, a sense of patience and a sense of kind of calmness, composure, and and confidence, and, and like sticking to your plans and and being patient with it and, and letting things come and not forcing them. Uh, and then from Joe, the other one, you know, the other goalie, he. He and I really tight. Um, he and I lift a lot together. He's massive. Um, yeah, I saw like photos. He's huge, and, and so uh, he, you know, he's he's taught me a lot on the field. Um, he's kind of actually, you uh, know, in, in a very different way. He's experienced. Uh, he, you know, Andre has only been on the Union versus Joe, who's been on five or six different teams throughout his career. So they, you know, they he brings a sense of you know knowledge about different environments and he's met so many more goalkeepers than I ever could imagine and so many different coaches and things like that. So he knows kind of, uh, the idea of, of making sure you, you're doing what works for you. Uh, if that makes sense, rather, yeah. than, rather than just, just sticking to the status quo, you know, for him, it's like, you know, whatever, whatever will end up having the end product of you playing well, you know, that is what matters. So that's something big. for
0: him. Absolutely. And So you mentioned, obviously, you're on the union, also represented our country in the Olympic qualifiers. So I would think you're from Philly, you played on the academy team growing up. So you probably have like dozens of friends and family at games. Do you feel like an extra sense of pressure playing for your city or your country? Or like, how do you think about that? Or is it just exciting? Like, what's your mindset around that?
1: Yeah, definitely. I would say it's the almost the opposite. It's kind of like um, a little bit of a, like a motiv- motivating factor. You know, playing for me, playing in front of my family is like the number one thing. Uh, you know, it's so important for me. And uh, you know, my dream was was to be a professional soccer player, but my dream was to was to be a professional soccer player while being close to my family and playing with them. So I think that for for me, that is like you know probably paramount in in uh, how I approach each game and every practice is, you know, just making sure I'm doing my best to get on that field, uh, you know, win win games uh, in front of them.
0: And what are you like internally, like talking to yourself? Like, what does that, that self-talk look like? Are you trying to hype yourself up or are you trying to calm yourself down? Where do you, where do you fall on, on that
1: yeah i mean i'm I, I definitely am someone who has to calm himself down if anything <laughs> uh, which is which is funny i mean like just thinking back to my days in school it was like i mean <laughs> my business school was only two years ago right um but like i'm sure you could you could talk to anyone on the team like i was always screaming my head off i was always you know drinking monster before games <laughs> i was like super super pumped up and and i think that 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 works in the college game but uh, when you get to the pros, you really need a sense of composure and like you need to look the part and look calm. Uh so for me, um, it's been really important to learn how to, you know, kind of find peace uh in, in the middle of the game.
0: Yeah, I can only imagine like a twenty whatever, however old you were, twenty years old kid coming onto a professional field screaming his head off. They'd probably look yeah, at you I mean, like I you're like, freaking crazy. Like, yeah,
1: I mean I'm like I'm way too young to be doing that. I think mean, you know later on in my career um after you get a little more reputation like maybe that's appropriate then but yeah you know, you know i was i was when i was you know starting with my, my rookie year i was the youngest one on the field by like four years so it's right. like i i can go out there and start screaming my head off at the older players yeah not quite <laughs> not
0: quite well man i mean you've obviously like thought about your your game a lot and like you're very thoughtful Answers to all of these questions. Like last one to round it out, I would love to know what would you tell a younger version of yourself? Maybe both on and off the field, or you pick whichever comes uh, to think. mind. I think
1: probably on the field. I would say you know I, I would have urged myself, you know, my first year or even in college to you know keep keep thinking about that phrase I, I just mentioned. Rome wasn't built in a day, uh, just because. You know, the, the point of this is is to um, yes work hard but also enjoy the process and uh, and, and find um, you know the special moments the little moments that make it worth it and so um, I think you know not taking everything for granted but at the same you know finding finding the right balance between working hard and and realizing that you have to be patient and then off the field uh, I wouldn't really give myself too much advice I think um, you know it's the same thing that I'm you know I'm dealing with right now is is just making sure um while you're pushing yourself you're also again you know putting your, your family first and um and things like that and and maintaining friendships along the way um because again like you know the whole point of this is to, is to um in, enjoy it and, and make my family and my friends proud of me
0: dude that's awesome advice and even your advice on the field man like take that off the field like you can carry yeah. that with the rest of, for the rest of your life I think I might take that to heart like that's a good that's a good sports lesson that has great applications off yeah, the field. Off the and side. they always say like oh yeah sports uh, teach you so much about life but like I think that's exactly it
1: I think I think I, I that's like a pretty cliched term or you know idea. just you know the, the whole idea of uh, you know sports teaching you a lot of life lessons and, for me, I had never really learned those life lessons uh, until i until I left school uh, and that's when you know when i when I got in this new environment the pro environment and uh you know things were things just changed very quickly. I think that that was when those life lessons really started to hit uh and, and I found kind of a you know different sense of maturity and, and experience as you know as the first two years went by
0: hundred percent. Well, I want to let you go. You gotta, you gotta catch a bus to get to your game uh, versus <laughs> DC United. Good luck tonight, man. Um, Thank you so much. Yeah, crush it, and I appreciate you taking the time to to catch up and and chop it up on the podcast. Much love.
1: Yeah, of course. Thanks, thanks for me. Peace out, brother. Peace.
0: Hey, everybody thank you all for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed that one. As always, you can find links to everything we discussed, show notes, and a lot more goodies like my favorite reads on my website at chrismcgrory.net. That's C-H-R-I-S-M-C-G-R-O-R-Y.net. Thanks so much and see you next time.